from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. What's up? Hey, Hey everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Masonic Late Podcast, episode 73. 73. 73. And um, we have a special guest tonight in studio. We have our brother Todd Hoke from Effort Lodge, number 665. We found him. He was lost. We just I was. brought him in. It's convenient because, you know, he, he's two floors up and we just went up and got him. Um, but we're going to talk to Todd today about a successful meeting he had last night with the George Washington Bible. But before that, let's go around the room. Larry, no, we're going counterclockwise today. Wake up, Larry. <laughs> so, what have you been up to since uh, our last recording? Uh, I don't know, Larry. You're supposed to talk in that in the microphone, not yeah, the side. Yeah, I'm talking in that in the microphone, <laughs> Pete. Oh, by the way, happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, you all. Okay. Fifty. 50. Wow. 50. How the heck did you get to 50? And I'm still the second youngest on the show. (laughs) I've got shoes that are that old. You You kids with your podcasts. (laughs) So, Larry, have you done anything? Yeah, a few things, but I can't remember. Okay. See, when you get to be at my age, you can forget easily. Uh Who? Who? Uh Something happened? Tim. Well, you've been, um, oh, you got a promotion. Uh, that's what I, it one's in the making, at least, <laughs> as I understand it. But, um, you know, I missed one episode, and everybody's like, Tim's retired. Where's Tim? Um, I was at my daughter's uh, spring recital uh, during our last episode, but well, it was not, great. Not only that, awesome. we didn't hear from you for two weeks. Well, what, what so, did she actually, recite? Actually, if you check the group What did she recite? There, she recited her viola. Oh, okay. Aw. Central Dolphin uh, Youth Orchestra. Did she so, do good? She did wonderful. Oh, uh, now, awesome. Larry, Superman did. does good. Uh, she did well. She did well. Oh, yes. look at you. She there did we go. Well. Uh, significant from a Masonic standpoint, um, Eureka West Shore Lodge, number 302 in Mechanicsburg, has had a flurry, unfortunately, of deaths this year. We have had 17 deaths in our lodge. And so I have. Are they anti vaxxers or what's going on? No, it's just, you know. Most of them, we have 49.5% of our membership, at least as of the beginning of the year, were over the age of 70. Uh, and so uh, just the natural events, obviously. Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we going to have like a measles meeting? Yeah, right. We need a vaccine here. This is um, your stated measles. Right. But anyway, so we've been doing a lot. Of, in all seriousness, a lot of Masonic funerals. And um, it's unfortunate that. With an aging uh, fraternity. Well, how many now? But okay, joke. I hope you know. How many members does your lodge have? You're what? Seven hundred members, or yeah, we have seven hundred and twelve members, and we've had seventeen deaths this year. It's it's the most. I was master 
five years ago, and we had five the entire year. So wow. you've had two point five percent loss. So we've yeah. So Larry yeah, yeah. doing math. That's yeah. not bad. Uh, and I had a couple of folks that were frankly way too young. I mean, not that anyone's too young to pass, but we had some in their fifties, two recently in their fifties that passed, and those were very difficult for those of us in the fraternity. Pete, Pete just saw Pete, the Reaper walk by the window. On my fiftieth birthday, thanks for that. Yeah, exactly. Make you feel better. But uh, anyway, it's it, it reminds me that uh, as Masons, you know, Masonic funerals are one of the few public things that we do. And um, it has Opened the fraternity to a lot of folks who normally don't get to see the fraternity. Uh, we've gotten a lot of uh, comments from family members and from people in the community about the Masonic service. And um, in the end, I mean, at the same time, we had 17 deaths. We've also had nine petitions this year. So while it's not a total balance, um, we're at least... Doing doing it on the other end as well. So. We're still eight behind. Yeah, we're still eight behind for the year. We're doing it on the other end, Pete. Yes, what do you have go. to say just, about that? Just slapping water over there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry to get us off track. So Todd, other than last night's activities, because we'll go into depth about that, what else have you been up to masonically in the past couple weeks? Uh, masonically, been pr- pretty busy, um, and being involved in Scottish rites. Also, uh, we're getting ready for the spring reunions. Also. Uh, and York right. So and we're doing degrees there at this time. So definitely the fraternity keeps me busy. Uh running around at least three, four nights a week, but it's it's what I love to do, so it's it's worth every minute of it. Todd's actually in all thirty two degrees at the next reunion. He's, <laughs> he's in all not, of them. Yeah. Not quite that many, but uh and I'd a, say another 31. proud member of the Valley of Reading? I am. There we go. Amen. Thank Amen. you. <laughs> so we have a do you have a quorum here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> uh, Jack, what have you been doing? <laughs> I what have I done? I think since the last recording, I had a grotto meeting. I think it was since then, um, and that went well. That was our ceremonial, ceremonial. which I think ceremonial. you did a great job. Uh, no one was killed or maimed, so that was great. We, we no, we have had a except a for that prime rib podcast. Mentioned. Yeah, because we yeah. we I, I remember talking about congratulating Andy Sterling on That's a great right. job. So yeah, we, yeah, did we talk talked about, about that, that the last time. So other than that, I've no, I've been in a Masonic coma since then. Um, but I do have some 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 York right work coming up, and uh, just. Supporting Todd in the Blue Lodge, I'm steward, so they lock me in the basement and make me feed feed people. So that's all I do here. <laughs> do but that, I, I will say though, uh, in in reference uh, to Tim's comment about the Masonic funeral service, um, about a month ago, maybe a little more than a month ago, we had a Masonic funeral service for a brother John Weaver, uh, who was very active in the community in Denver here, Denver, Pennsylvania, and. Two of his sons turned in petitions immediately after the funeral service. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it, they will be receiving their first degrees tomorrow after this awesome. recording. His oh. father was actually the first-line signer of the of their petition. Oh, wow. He, he, he signed, signed before, their petitions before and he passed, passed away. away. Wow. And so we looked up the signature of his father and the secretary record so we can show them whenever we enter them tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's very cool. That's really cool. That is cool. But I, that, that is how powerful that funeral service can be. Yeah, I was in a um, – I filled in as junior, senior warden for one a couple of weeks ago. 
that was uh, a gentleman was from Kentucky, but moved here like 30, 40 years ago mm-hmm. and was never active in the Masons of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he was an elderly gentleman and there's probably only about 10 or 15 family members there, but there was eight Masonic brothers that never met the guy. Right. We gave him a funeral. Right. And it was nice. And let me let me just say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Freemason, let your family know that you want a Masonic service. Yeah, your family, not your brothers, not, right. not the people exactly. in line. Let your, your family. family members know. It is it literally only requires an ask uh, from the family. You can tell the funeral director at the time of passing that my loved one wanted a Masonic service. And in most cases, that funeral home knows who the area lodge is that they should reach out to. Um, and we have never, in Eureka West Shore, turned down an opportunity to provide a, a Masonic service to anyone, whether they're a member or someone who just lives in the area and needs a Masonic service. Since I've retired, I have really tried to make it a point, uh, particularly during the day, if there's a, a service during the day, to try to get to as many of those as I can. And, and a small aside to that, make sure your pastor knows, yes, yes. because when uh, John was sick um, and, and everybody kind of sort of knew what was going to happen and he was arranging his affairs and he said i want a masonic funeral and i want it at my church here's my church and the family reached out to us and said can you do this and i and i told them well we will be there but your church isn't real happy with freemasonry in general so just have that and and have that and, and they said oh oh dad's on the board (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so that happened and and it opened a door for yeah. us and and the pastor was very uh, magnanimous about it and and he said this is really a beautiful service and i don't know why we we haven't we haven't allowed this in the past but but they did and i think they will in the future so and any clergy um, that might think they have a concern about it uh, just, can have come to see one can have either come to see one or call up one of the local officers and literally it's a it's public it's written right um they can actually see what we do at those things and i cannot imagine any clergy having a problem once they actually see what goes on there having a problem with it josh speaking of funerals bring us out of this uh, (laughs) what's that mean what uh (laughs) the only thing i did was uh attend our stated meeting a <laughs> boy. Well done. Hey. <clears throat> I missed it. You did. <laughs> he wasn't going to say that, Larry. Shocking. <laughs> Larry, you're really contributing so much to oh. Lamberton Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk to Brother Todd Hoke about how to pack your lodge full of guys, masons. People. There you go. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge, 
in Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. And we're back with uh, Worshipful Master Todd Hoke of Ephrata Lodge number 665. And Todd is still sort of in a fog from the most uh, most excellent uh, stated meeting that I've been to maybe in my Masonic career. Thank um, you. Wow. That's it, high praise. It, it, was, it was awesome. And what happened was uh, about a year and a half ago, Todd decided he was going to do something special his year. And he did it. And we've talked a couple of times in a couple of episodes about how to plan things for your lodge. And the fact that Todd is still surviving after Barely. yesterday, um, we're going we're gonna to just kind of pick Todd's brain about how he did it, um, how he got it done, and how you might be able to apply these ideas in your lodge. Because if you want your lodge to be different, Pete, what's the word? Be the change, right? Be right. the change. That's it. So, um, Todd, tell us a little bit about what this event was and um, how, it, how it got started in your mind. Well, last night we had the privilege of viewing uh, George Washington's Obligation Bible for Freemasonry. He took all three of his degrees on it. And uh, whenever going through the line, I was probably junior warden getting ready to go to senior warden and everyone always tells you start planning so wait wait wait, wait but wait, you wait. actually did <laughs> <laughs> start planning your year as junior warden step one okay. mark that down so a brother came to me and asked if i'd ever heard of the george washington obligation bible which at that time i did not and so i looked it up researched it a little bit and uh came upon the website of fredericksburg lodge in virginia and it sounded like a great idea but as to get the bible here there is a cost to it and the cost is two thousand dollars for them to transport the bible it is a historic treasure it's a masonic treasure it's a national treasure so it's understandable that it would. There is cost involved, and that's Larry over there, of course. Yeah, of course. Breaking news: uh, UVA just won the final four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the more I thought about it, I wanted to at least have. I know we have Lodge in the Woods this year, which we can we can plug at any time. It's September 18th, by the way, Wednesday. Tickets are available. For Tickets are available for $30 uh, on Eventbrite. Um, also, there was something else, you know, something special I wanted to do, but I wanted to do it for our 50-year members. Due to the fact that these guys, they're the foundation of the lodge. And a lot of these guys have never seen a full lodge in their 50 years. So yeah, what can we that's, do? That's absolutely correct. <laughs> what can we do to make that night special? And 
the look at their faces last night. They didn't have much to say, which I was very surprised. Nothing, not, yeah, yeah, they all they all had nothing to say. That's and right. uh, but as as we had them uh, in the east of the lodge, just looking at their faces, they're looking around, and that made the night worthwhile. Just to see them see over a hundred people, technically at a stated meeting. So it it was just an awesome night. Um, we can get in. I can really get into detail if you if you would like what we had to go through. Uh, and and we'll get into that just after I get to say the thing that I wanted to say, and that is that for me, probably the coolest part of the whole evening was. The podcast guys that were down here? The podcast guys that were in... No, sorry. <laughs> I was, I was, my brain was hijacked for a minute. No, when we were opening the lodge, and as, as most of you know, um, we, um, we have a flag ceremony at the beginning of the lodge meeting, and we sing in this lodge the first stanza of the national anthem. And I have never heard it that way before. In a in a small lodge room, it's it's about thirty by seventy five uh, square f- uh, feet in in dimension, with a hundred and ten plus people in the lodge, all of whom were singing this national anthem and From knew the heart. It, and knew exactly what those words meant, and they were singing it like they meant it. And I'm telling you what, guys, it was chilling. To hear that song, and, and when it was done, that, uh, without a doubt, uh, as awesome as the rest of the night was, mm-hmm. that for me was the highlight of the whole thing. Was just to hear that song. Not only singing the national anthem, but having George Washington's Bible on the altar while we're singing while the national we're singing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just every aspect of it was absolutely cool. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool also that they were very accepting and letting us open the lodge and putting the tools. On the George Washington Bible, it yeah. was it was on the case, but yet to be able to open a lodge with that Bible was just unbelievable. Yes. I didn't think that was going to be possible. Yeah. I, well, I, at, before the lodge, it wasn't. There were, it wasn't. Yeah, there, yeah, there was all kinds of stuff on the a twenty dollar bill went in this pocket, time. and then we got. You know, <laughs> nah, it was just so. It was so when when the when when the the uh, senior master went up and, and knelt down and started breaking out the tools. I'm like, where's our Bible? Our Bible's not on that altar. Where's our Bible? What? what holy! Oh my God! What is he doing? What? What? What is he? Oh my God! He's really doing that. We've never done it this way. Before. <laughs> well, there was a little bit of that. <laughs> so, um, so okay, your junior warden, you have an idea. Um, what next? How do you play? And and what I'm what I'm trying to get at is, is how can people plan cool events and pull them off in general and then specifically this and we're going to give you guys uh, an opportunity we're going to give you the website and how to contact uh, Fredericksburg Lodge number four um, to if, if you want to bring this in yourself but um, tell us a little bit about what went into pulling this off well when they when finally decided that uh, I thought it'd be a great idea to do I'm a type of person that I ask for a lot of advice and then come to my own conclusions. So basically my junior my year's junior warden was me asking advice. What do you guys think of this event? Do you think it's a good idea? Can the lodge afford it? Can I put this in my budget? 
it wasn't until I was senior warden until I contacted uh, Fredericksburg Lodge. Um, so it started off with just a basic email to them. I explained why um, I would like for them to come up, the importance of the Bible, I felt, and the importance of being on the district deputy's visitation and giving and uh, recognizing our 50-year members. So they got back a hold of me very quickly, their secretary did, which I was surprised, but it it was awesome because they were very easy to work with. So that was just the first step. So this actually began when I started communicating with their lodge was uh, the first week of September of last year is where we really started communicating and trying to figure this out and how we can do it. So the email was the initial step. Then once they got my email, they responded back. We had to send a letter, an official letter, to the lodge in Fredericksburg and explain in detail what we were going to do at our meeting and why we thought it would be great to have it here. Once they received that letter, they read it at a stated meeting of their lodge. It gets held over for a month, and then it gets voted on. So how nervous were you while it was being held up? I was very nervous because (laughs) I had already, when I sent the letter, I was already, my year was almost completely planned, except this one gaping hole. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a big one. (laughs) And and if this didn't fall through in any way, there goes my... uh, April meeting. Then you'd have to have Larry show up and fumble yeah. through some notes, take a nap. Oh, yeah, I've, been, I've been a fill in a lot. I think a significant point, though, is you connected it to something that was already significant for your lodge, which was an official visit and a recognition of your 50, 60, 70 year members, which is something that happens on a regular basis in lodges. Yes. But you really kind of upped the ante. Took it to the next you level. You took it to the next level yeah. on that particular meeting. Yeah. And I think that's significant for our listeners to think about uh, as you're as you're perhaps considering this to connect some of the regular things that happen in your lodge. Um, I, I think that's not should not be lost in this conversation. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say that uh, the d- district deputy visitation and the 50 year members, which we do every year, is not a great event prior. Right, but. I wanted to do something more. Yeah. And we usually have a good turnout at that point. And if anybody, any master or incoming master can do anything to increase that, it's it, it just takes a little bit of a time and effort to uh, do that. And as much as I love Freemasonry, and whoever's going through the chair should love it as much as I do, you all do. It's not really that big of an effort. And to see the lodge that full, and for those guys, it was worth every minute that I put into the to try to get this established. That's amazing. Talk to us about what happened. Okay, once you got the, okay, we're coming. Things okay. laid over. Now we're coming. Talk about how you shared it with others. You talk both within your lodge and external to your lodge, because you had a huge response to once you got this confirmed once it was uh confirmed that they were coming i was trying to keep it quiet because just in case (laughs) something fell through and i didn't want 
it to say, hey, these guys are coming up with this, and whatever happened, it didn't happen. But uh, I kept it quiet for a while. Then once I found out that it was approved and they were coming up, I wanted to keep it with within our lodge primarily at first. And the reason why I wanted that, because I wanted it first and foremost, I'm the master of effort at lodge. My main job is to take care of our members and serve them. And that's just how I take the way the master is. I keep, Jack keeps messing with Sorry, me. Sorry, you're, you're fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the first couple months, I didn't really, I didn't advertise. If we advertised this, we probably would have had to go to a different venue. And I didn't want to put that burden on the lodge. Or the stewards. Or the, or the stewards, <laughs> the who did a great okay. job, by the way. Thank the you very much. Okay. And uh, so I tried to keep it for our members primarily at first. And I wanted to give them the first chance to be here. Then once it was getting closer, then Brother Jack helped me set up an Eventbrite page. And then we started advertising it throughout the district and beyond. And actually, word of mouth it was the biggest thing as soon as it came out i you know people were telling me there's people from all over the state asking about this meeting we actually had to close the reservations yeah that we was did the point, right was that, you, that was awesome. you literally <laughs> filled the venue you yeah. ran out of reservation space on the event bright thing we ran out of reservations i think two weeks prior yeah yeah two weeks prior to it were you planning on coming tim well, I, you know, I, as soon as Jack posted that, I had heard this was kind of in the making, and it was something that I obviously thought that was really cool. Uh, and when Jack um, posted that on Eventbrite, which I, I knew you really wanted to try to take care of your own folks first, and I totally respected that, I, I looked at my calendar, and had I not already had an event that had been planned months in advance, I would have been here last night. Uh, but I thought the way you led up to this from a public perspective or someone not a member of Effort Elige, uh, I was just really impressed with all that you did to not only plan the event, but to share it among the Masonic community writ large. Um, Thank you. And the fact that you had to close off reservations and say, sorry, we're full so, uh, so was impressive. Were you planning on coming? I seriously had planned to come. <laughs> we hadn't heard from you in two weeks. That's All why right. I was, oh okay. my I was at God. my daughter's <laughs> recital. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Todd, with it, looking at the visitor's book, um, how far did visitors come from? I I heard a couple guys from up Tower City and some there was know, Valley View, you know. Yeah. I didn't actually I looked at the names. I was curious, but uh, I know it, uh, from Kennett Lodge was here. Um up in uh Bradford. I'm not Shout out to brother Justin who was here from uh, Valley Lodge up in Schuylkill County, I think. Big listener. Yeah. Yeah, big fan. So, you know, I'm not positive. And, and he's, I, he's not a Patreon yet, though, as well, far as we I Well, got to work on that. I don't know. Maybe. And I kind of feel bad. I tried to at least say hi to everyone, speak to everyone, where are you coming from? But it it, it was so crazy it, sure. it, by the end of the meeting that uh, I talked to so many people. In all honesty, I can't remember where they all told me what lodge they were from. So what, what were some of the things that you felt like – Wow, I'm I'm really glad I thought of this before the before this thing happened. What were what were some of the 
the big things that were like, wow, I really need to take care of this. Couple, just a couple of points. As far as getting it organized, yeah, you know, after after you pull the trigger and the and the bullet is on its way out the gun, what were you thinking about? What do we need to do? Mainly is you you got to continue to follow up. Todd, hold we'll hold it right there, and we'll talk a little bit more about following up after these break. Wait, 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 wait. after these minutes breaks something. <laughs> Take two. Smooth. <laughs> it's better when I screw up. Take two. <laughs> Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove and Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Sonic Light Podcast. This is Past Master Moyer calling. I just finished listening to episode 68. I know I'm still uh, struggling to catch up. Anyway, uh, excellent guest, Jim Stevens. Uh, if, if I learn anything from his book, it's that uh, there are many leadership opportunities in our fraternity, especially for those who have never served in a leadership role. Uh, never really looked at the fraternity that way, but uh, he hit it square on the nail. And it's quite evident that Tim Dedman is the uh, smartest one in the group because he pretty much asked all the questions of Jim. Uh, the rest, well, Pete did ask a couple questions, uh, but basically Maris and uh, Lewis fell asleep. And uh, I'll finish up by my uh, usual critique of, of Larry Maris. A great, great job for getting to do the introductory bio for Jim. And uh, when we when we announce a lodge number, it's not Ephra Lodge 665, it's Ephra Lodge number 665. And here's the biggest boner you pulled. It's not entrepreneur, it's an entrepreneur. You are such a putz, Maris. I'll be back shortly. When I say shortly, maybe in a couple more days. Got to listen to episode 69. Talk to you later. Bye. And we're back from where wherever it was we were. Um, thank, thanks, for Pete, for taking us out on that last break. Um, so, so Todd, you were talking about follow up. Uh, tell tell what what kind of follow up were you talking about? What what did you need to do? Who did you need to follow up with? And 
and um, you know, just kind of kind of tie a ribbon around this because I know how nervous I was when I was doing stuff when I was in the East. So talk it, talk a little bit about that. Well, as far as the follow up, it's just yes, it was approved, but it's all the f- fine details that uh, you have to follow up on. Uh, as far as where you're going to put them up to stay, who's going to be here, how many people are going to be here. And when we were talking a few minutes ago, there was no question that a couple weeks out, I was I was definitely freaking out about it because I didn't know what to do. We were getting so many reservations in. If we ran out of room, I didn't really want to turn people down, but you got no cho- but you you don't have a choice at some point. So I was definitely on edge for the last few weeks. No, you look like the picture of calm <laughs> the entire time that I was prying your hand off the gavel. Yeah. Right. And, and actually, I did call Brother Jack one day, and uh, I was asking a bunch of questions, things going through my mind. Should we live stream it down in our social hall if we have overfill? What do I got to do to do that? You know, Do I need a dispensation and so forth? What should we have for dinner? How how much food should we order for dinner? So all these little details. What did the wise old past master tell you? Everything's going to be fine. It'll all work out. It's just, just a stated, stated meeting. meeting. Yes. Stated meeting with a lot of people. But I didn't. It, it, he was right. He was right. It was a stated meeting, technically. And But you care about the fraternity, and you, and you want to make sure it's a great night. Uh, there's going to be so many people from different lodges, different jurisdictions. You want to make it perfect, even though you can't make it perfect. So, yeah, I was I was definitely on edge, but it was worth it. I learned a lot. I learned how to uh, deal with situations I didn't think I'd ever be able to l- handle as far as planning and keeping in contact and organizing something to of this extent. And I think that's one of the greatest things of our fraternity as you go through the line. And I do encourage people to go through the line is you learn that about yourself, what you can and can't do. And if you can't just ask the brother beside you, because I got so much help on doing this and I can never thank them enough, but it, it was definitely awesome. So, so did you actually do reservations with your own members? We did do reservations with our own members. Um, we gave – I wanted to give them more time, like I said earlier, that uh, before I opened up to the public. So I gave them two months. I announced it in January because mm-hmm. I knew then my first state in meeting. And so – I gave so a week before when 98% of them hadn't responded yet, and uh, yet you know they want to come. They want to come, but for you know whatever reason it may be, the when I really started getting nervous was we cut off the reservations because we were full. And then I started getting calls, <laughs> emails, that, hey, we want to come to your state. Right. And on top of that, our social hall only holds around 75 people, and we're basically sitting on each other's lap at that point. And so they wanted to come for dinner also. So I was like, I don't know what we're going to do with all these people. Yeah. And so I had called Jack and asked, we usually have dinner at 6 o'clock. What do you think about starting dinner at 5.30? Maybe we can start filtering people through. So, I mean, as far as planning, that's another thing. How do you 
how do you work with all these people that and make sure everyone still has an enjoyable night? So we started dinner at five thirty instead. So of 6. I have to ask, what was your backup plan if everything went to crap? If join, join the Elks. If, <laughs> well, in all honesty, I didn't have a backup plan <laughs> for the most part. Well, you had a sixty-year presentation, well, fifty-year presentation, yes, and an official I, visit. Yes, I mean we still had. Is that's very true. I didn't. Yeah, really it was still think a full that. night. It would yeah. have still been. We had a visitation to fifty-year guys, and a past master did a uh, presentation on stamps for the uh, 1969, which he presented to our fifty-year members. And we would have had education. I would have came up with fifty-year mm-hmm. uh, education. I mean, we definitely would have had still a full sure. meeting, but it wouldn't have been to this extent. I just, I know, I knew about a year ago that I wanted to do in my one meeting for Tall Cedars. I wanted to put on the Yellow Dog degree, mm-hmm. and I got all these people got excited about it. And I had Glassboro Forest in New Jersey who are like the experts at this degree. They do it from memory. They've been doing it for 100 years. They agreed to come do it. Mm-hmm. But I just know the way things work out for me. So <laughs> so Chris Gibson dun, and dun, I dun. Start, started reading it and started learning it. And yeah, about a month prior, I got the notification that they had a conflict and they weren't going to be able to show up after I already had like <sighs> 70 RSVPs. Wow. But well, we, we, we got her done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's but, what you do. But now with the Bible, I I will be honest. They probably thought I was a pain. Um, I was in contact with them at least three times a month for, since last September. I would. You're hound still coming. It. You're still coming. Yes, I would continue to hound them, make sure, and I try to do it in a roundabout way, kind of. You know, uh, did I add this into what we were going to do for the evening? Can you guys do this? So. I definitely stayed on them, and they were pretty tired of hearing me by the time they got up here last night. Well, let me just say this, because as Worshipful Master, you know, great kudos for pulling off such a, a significant event. Um, but, Thank you. But this is this is part of an ongoing uh, piece of what's going on here at Effort Lodge. And I, as, a, as someone who's not a member of Effort Lodge, I just want to say you guys are be to, to be commended for all the things that you're doing here. Um, everything from the renovation of the lodge. Um, mm-hmm. You have three floors here, and for those of you that aren't familiar, um, there's a social hall on the basement level. Um, there's the lodge room level. And then on the third level, there's actually a social area uh, where you have areas for uh, people can come in and watch a game or whatever on a flat screen TV. You've got pool, tables. pool tables. You can smoke cigars up there, as I understand it. That is correct, sir. All right, and I've not yet been able to smoke up there yet, so I'll have to. The night make is young. Up there, the night <laughs> is young. Uh, those are all great. In addition to that, if you are a past master, well, you forgot the most important thing. Well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay, I'm getting to that. If you are a past master, and you are in the area in December. During their for their stated meeting where they do an installation ceremony for their incoming master like no other lodge around. Second, second Tuesday of the month. Second Tuesday of the month. Um, I came this past year when you were installed, mm-hmm. and I have to say I've been to a number of installation ceremonies, and I walked out of here going, "Wow, that's the well, way." Don't let the cat it. out of the bag that they're not, not following they're, ritual. I'm not. No, they follow ritual. <laughs> it was a, every it, bit of ritual is followed. It is a very solemn. Just event. 
some bonus. It Every sh- bit of ritual is I will followed. say it was amazing, and I was surprised. Every bit of ritual <laughs> is followed. But you but, looked marvelous. But if you come to that, you won't be disappointed. But most importantly, they have allowed the Masonic Light podcast to uh, have this as their home. And... Um, that it is just amazing all the things that are going on here. I said to you during the break that if I lived closer to the area, I would come to this lodge. And I appreciate well, and that. And we're glad you don't, Tim. Exactly. And, and Tim, I'm sure Tim, of that. Tim always has excuses why he would. I would have come. I would have. I, I would join if I was closer. I'm, I'm gonna I mean, I'm literally an hour away from you. Yeah, he disappears for two so, weeks at a time. <laughs> so not for nothing, but I'm just going to, because I have the pamphlet in my hand, um, the, the guys from uh, Fredericksburg Lodge that presented this and, and managed the Bible have uh, have. Well, they told us as part of their presentation. They knew they had this Bible. They have this Bible. It's locked up. They they kept it basically under a bushel basket for a lot of years. And it's it's beginning to deteriorate. Even though it's locked up in a plexiglass box, it's beginning to deteriorate because they, they just didn't understand how to how to manage it. And the past master last year, or the master last year, decided as his initiative, he was going to Take it, uh, create a project where they could restore this thing, and make sure that it was preserved as as the Masonic relic that it is. So the reason that it traveled, the reason that it was available for Todd, and the reason that it's going, I think it's going next to New York to Manhattan, where yes. it will where it will lay on an altar, I think, right next to George Washington's inauguration Bible uh, when he was made president of the United States. So those two Bibles will be in the same room at the same time. And John Roberts, yeah, we love you too. Don't cross the streams. Oh. So, um, but the reason it's traveling now is so that they can raise money to have it restored and preserved. So what I'm saying to everyone out there is if you would like to have this Bible at your lodge, it, it's, it is traveling. It is not an inexpensive proposition because it's not inexpensive for them to restore this book. Um, it is a $2,000 upfront fee for this thing to travel, plus travel expenses for the team that goes as security for the Bible. Yes, and it's a minimum of three. They have to be, it used to be just past masters, but now they changed it to past masters or current elected officers. So, so they have three that travel with them. So, it, uh, again, they, they stayed locally here. We have a Hampton Inn in town, and, and they stayed at the Hampton and. So the expenses weren't weren't terrible. It was drivable for them, so they were about three and a half hours away. But um, the the way to contact them, if you would like to arrange this with your lodge, their website is www.masoniclodge4.com. That's masoniclodge4.com, and you can send them a, a go on their website, send them a message. Tell them that you're interested in having the George Washington Masonic Bible um, to visit your lodge, and they will get back to you and make arrangements for it. And believe me, it, 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 I, I, it like I said at, at the start of the show, it's probably one of the highlights of, of my Masonic career was to be a part of that meeting. And it, it's just something that's, that's so incredibly special. Um, it, it, it's worth doing. So if you're looking for an event for your year, this year, next year, whatever, 
um, plan it out because it is a it is a solid year of getting it on yes. the schedule, getting it organized, and that kind of thing. So, Todd, and I, I had to laugh while you were talking. I was looking through my uh, emails, and since last September, it was thirty-seven emails. Yeah, and that doesn't include text messages and calling <laughs> <laughs> and everything else. But but that's that's. That's what it takes to do a good job as master. I mean, to really do a, a really a really step up job. And that, um, you know, when you were talking a couple of minutes ago about I really care about this fraternity and I want I wanted this to be special. And I, your passion for this is what came through in this. So if you're out there listening and you have a passion for your lodge, put it to work. I mean, vision without action is hallucination. So get it down get it done just pull the trigger and make it happen you'll figure it out there was yeah. a lot of stuff that you had to figure out on the fly yes and and you'll figure it out as you go along but but the purpose of this night with todd was to just sort of recap what it took to do that and we thank you for being here and yeah, um, you got anything you want to you want to throw out at, at this point i'd just like to thank the guys from uh fredericksburg lodge um I can't thank those guys enough for agreeing to bring the Bible here and displaying this this absolutely awesome Masonic and national treasure and to expose it to people in Pennsylvania. Did we see Nicolas Cage, by the way? We're just lucky he didn't take the meeting. He he was hiding in the closet. I thought I saw him. Yeah, Yeah, he was hiding in the closet. He kept peeking out halfway through the meeting. He didn't come on the show. But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I, I'll never forget the evening, the standing in the east, looking out over our lodge with over 100 people there. I was, I was in awe. I really was. And I'm not sure if I said something. I'm, I'm hoping I thanked all the guys there. Um, the night was definitely a blur. But it's one of the top three easily experienced. I'd say top two. Um, first of the first most memorable experience was when I became master. That will be the biggest thing and the most dear thing that uh, I ever went through. Does it? Does it kind of look like after the prom right now? <laughs> Doesn't it look like that? He's got that glow. He's just like, oh, I'm so in love. Everybody gets happy on prom. Yeah, he got lucky. Everybody's happy. <laughs> you too could look like that. Well, Todd, Todd, I will say you said you mentioned earlier. You know, casually about how much hard work you're doing, and you kind of said, like, oh, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. But you know, I think some of the some of the masters, everybody's got different skills. Correct. There are some guys that can just talk for hours when it comes to ritual, and then other things they're totally unorganized. Um, you know, this is the kind of thing where other ma- some masters. You need if you're not that organized and you can't do this stuff, get a good committee. You, you know the master should not be tasked with doing all this. I mean, you did it and you did a great job, but in theory, you could have committees that you could assign this stuff to. But you're all looking at me like I've got three heads because we know that committees don't work. <laughs> you mean like the committee that was supposed to put together the, uh, the, the, the horse race thing for us, the Kentucky Colonels Committee? That, that so one? I guess what we, in reality, what we've learned is we if you want to do something, 
do it yourself uh, and do it right. I Just think you can it. have the committees. I think that's fine, but you got to find reliable people to be on that committee. But you still have to. It's your year. It's your responsibility. You have to oversee that committee. Just remember, this guy's good. Just remember, when it comes to committees, none of us are as dumb as all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! All right, Alrighty. Well, thank you, Todd. Oh, Larry's falling asleep. <laughs> Todd, thank you so much for uh, hosting us in your basement, and we went from my basement to your basement. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, it's the first time I've ever been on a podcast. It's pretty cool. It's a good time. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we uh, wrap up with? Uh, Talking about what's coming up uh, in our Masonic futures. So, um, as Thrice Illustrious Master, next Wednesday night, uh, so it'll be too late for you to RSVP for dinner, but we are putting on the Select Master Mason degree at Goodwin Council number 19. But even more importantly, Brother Troy Shearer is making prime rib and crab cakes before. Uh, 20 bucks. So you let me know if you're coming. Uh, we'll have a nice prime rib and crab cake dinner. Wait, what? Huh? There you go. I had you a prime rib. Oh, you bastard. Larry, what do you got going on? Well, Josh and I, on the 18th of April, uh, well before the next show, actually, uh, we'll be going for our second degree in the Royal Arch. Most excellent master. That would be Most the sixth master. degree. Why, yes. Yes, yes. you will. The sixth mem. Degree? mem. I believe the I will mem. be your guide for that event. It would be the sixth degree yes. of Freemasonry. I'll make <laughs> so. things up again, Josh. So that's like a biggie for me. Oh, Clean okay. underwear. Yeah. And, yes. Biggie for me. Okay, yeah. Tim. All right. Uh, two things that uh, I want to talk about. One is on the 28th, I'll simply mention and allow Jack to pontificate a little more. We have Ubar Grotto. Uh, in our next meeting. I'll stop there and allow Jack to talk a little more about the program there. But also on the 28th uh, is also the next meeting of the Cigar Lodge at Cigars International in Hamburg. Uh, that begins at 2 o'clock, so you can start your Sunday afternoon there and uh, spend a couple of hours and then make your way to Funks in E-Town. Or you could pre-grotto at our sponsor, Yes, DNS cigars. cigars. That's correct. A little bit of a conflict there. Where I played dominoes last month for the yeah, first time. I did too. I did too. All right, Todd. What do you got coming up? Coming up, uh, well, you know, it's perfect plug for uh, Lodge in the Woods. Uh, here, here. There you uh, go. September eighteenth. It's a Wednesday. Uh, tickets are thirty dollars. Uh, we do have an Eventbrite page up that you can go on to. Uh, it's a great evening. Usually have around 250 Masons there from all over. It'd be awesome to pack the amphitheater. My goal this year is to get 300 Masons there. I think that would just... If we had to bring in chairs, long chairs, and sit up, hey, that'd be that'd even be better yet. No, you're going to stand. And a steak dinner. And a steak. You get a steak dinner, steak dinner baked potato desserts. It, it's it's a, definitely an awesome night. And uh, Larry and Josh... I will be there at your degree for your most excellent master. And uh, I'm scribing our chapter. So uh, that'll be a good night. You guys are going to love the degrees. Well, by the way, for Lodge in the Woods, yes. Steak night, bring your own knife. 
you don't like our knives? Because they give you a plastic knife. Okay, to okay, cut, cut him. All right, just cut so, him. All right, just, he sorry, you're not. You're, you're off the marketing team. Hot him down. Yeah. <laughs> he had Sharp too much cake. Since we're talking about future events, I also just want to go ahead and do a pre-plug for the Valley of Harrisburg Spring Reunion, which is May 17th and 18th. But anyway, with that, Jack, what do you got going on masonically? I don't know. <laughs> Come no, on, wait, talk no. about Uber Grotto. Uh, well, first, uh, we're we've got a couple of extra meetings here at Effort of Lodge. We're doing two firsts tomorrow and a third degree next Wednesday. So Wednesday after you hear this, uh, we'll be doing a, a third degree. I'm not sure whether I'm involved in that. I think I'm giving the, the charge. I'm sure I'm giving the the Master Masons charge. The third degree. Yeah, I have you guiding. I'm guiding. And giving the charge. And giving and the charge. And, the charge. and I appreciate your help. afterwards. Okay. <laughs> and then we have the most excellent master at chapter, where I am also guiding. And then we have Grotto, which Tim alluded to earlier. And uh, our, our topic for the evening, uh, we're having a guest speaker, George Reppert, will be joining us. George is the social chemist. Dot com. If you're familiar with George, George is a wispy, wis, wispy, wispy. He's a wispy he's ex- thin? expert. Uh, he's a whiskey expert, um, and he will be talking to us about whiskeys of the world. Uh, so, if you are a prophet of the enchanted realm or would like to be, please join us at Ubar Grotto on the fourth Sunday of the month at Funks in Elizabethtown. Bring lots of extra money. You'll need it. Let Josh. Me, can I'm I, sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Josh. You mind if I jump back in here real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I see you rolling your eyes there. It, take a second. Oh, my God. I know. It's one war, night it's, in front of a microphone. I know. You, you unleashed a monster. Uh, <laughs> I actually wanted to also announce that uh, this year uh, I implemented a fellowship night at Effort Lodge. It's the last Saturday of every month. And since we have this. There you go. Nice. Everyone is welcome. Uh, this month it'll be April 27th. It's a Saturday, and we have them on the last Saturdays. It starts at six o'clock. We just come in, hang out, BS, smoke cigars upstairs, smoke cigars, awesome. shoot pool. I'm there. Play cards. So if you're free, the last Saturday of the month throughout the year, come on in. It's a good time. We got to get say, dominoes. Get that dominoes. And I will say that uh, on April 27th in the morning. Coffee and donuts and pizza at my house. <laughs> One condition: your old you have house to help move. House? You have to help move boxes. Oh no! Never mind. So, never mind. So put your home address on the interweb. Yeah, right. put your home. What address. is that? No, please don't. God, no. Josh, anything coming up there in your Lamberton world? Um, I think I'm go- I'm going to be chairing my my first committee of inquiry for a new candidate. Oh, exciting! Actually, oh, very cool. exciting. I mean, your first. That's it. I, I've been on a committee of inquiry before, but yeah. I've never actually been the chair oh. like the. So. Huh. And nice. your senior ward. Yeah. Turn them down. Interesting. <laughs> you know, just say no. Just say, just no. say no. Guard the West Gate. Yep. It's not time for you. <laughs> All right. I hear some chickens in the uh, distance. Larry, you got nothing. <clears throat> oh, he's got to turn his phone on now. <laughs> Uh, special thanks to uh, Effort Lodge 665 <laughs> for making this beautiful studio down in the basement under the wine and spirit store. And uh, also to our producer, Josh, for doing an excellent job. Our news director, Jack Harley. By the way, we didn't have news tonight. 
I'm going to phone that in. Phone that in, okay. And Tim, our marketing director, and the rest of the staff and crew. Nice to have you back, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, good, good to, to have you back. back. Good to be back. Yeah, keep Here's in touch, Tim. please. You know, don't let two weeks go by because we thought you died. They call him Tim. And just a, just a, a few remarks. I'm not going to do my usual stuff tonight. So Aww. I just want to thank everybody who listens to this show uh, and our uh, patrons uh, who contribute to this show. Just a whole lot of people who make it work. Thank you for, as we begin, actually, this is our four-year anniversary as of this week, as of this show. No way. Pete no. and I have been doing this for going on four years. It's now. good we had cake. Yes. It's a, not only Pete's birthday, it's... Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Pete. To Masonic Light Podcast. All right. Around four years longer than we should. This is Larry. Good night. Good day. Bob, Pete, bye. This is Josh. Walter Cronkite. This is Todd Oak. And this is Tim Dedman. Yeehaw. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.